You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode number one, inaugural episode. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. I'm Carolyn Hearn, and I am the owner of Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens, and I'm super excited. Hopefully, you've been to the website, she's on her toes.com or read my book, She's on Her Toes, everything She's on Her Toes, but super excited to have the podcast starting today. If you've been following She's on Her Toes through the blog and the book, you've heard me talk about my amazing team of rock star employees. And those folks are led by Emily and Christina, my managers here at the studios. And I'm super excited because they are joining uh, me and we're going to be doing these podcasts together. So we'll do one podcast a week. I think our goal is to have these posted on uh, and uploaded to iTunes and wherever you're getting your podcasts from on Tuesdays. And so we'll make that announcement. But yeah, we're really excited to be here. We're starting this conversation to kind of further our community of strong and empowered women. That's what we're all about at these studios. And really excited today to talk about a topic that I think is a little difficult for some of us as women. Um, But before we get into that topic, I just want to have Emily and Christina introduce themselves. So yeah, y'all come on, say hello to all of our listeners. Hi, I'm Emily and I am the studio manager here at Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens. I've been with Carolyn at the uh, studios since she opened the Pure Bar Clemens studio almost four years ago, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, so I'm I'm hanging on, still hanging on. I got my fingernails gripped in and um, I've been through job changes and all sorts of things here. And so really excited to take part in this and get to talk a little deeper with everyone. Awesome. Hey, I'm Christina. I have been with Pure Bar Clemens in Winston-Salem for about two years now. Mm -hmm. Two years now. I took class before I started working the front desk, and then I had the opportunity to leave my other job and take on the role as assistant manager here, and then I taught classes, and just everything sort of fell into place after that, and I love it, and yeah. Well, good. (laughs) Well, we certainly wouldn't be where we are without this team led by Emily and Christina, so I'm super excited to bring them into the podcast. Um, I feel like with the blog, things were just a little flat. Like it was really just like me writing. And I realize that a lot of you don't have time to read, so you say. Okay, so yeah, one of the things with writing the blog was it was just a little one-dimensional. I mean, um, it was really just me talking. And so with this format, um, the podcast format, we can really have like some more in-depth discussions and bring in some different viewpoints from Emily and Christina because uh, like I've say in the blog and in the book really like I really can't do it by myself like these ladies pretty much keep everything running day to day so that frees me up to kind of think about some more big picture things and they're really making some big decisions in the business but let's get to our topic today and that is do we take enough risks 
are we turning our backs on bravery? And let's like talk about risk a little bit. It's kind of a dirty word. Risk is bad. It's scary. But when we look up the definition of risk, we find quote, a situation involving exposure to danger, unquote. So I guess let's think about this. Is taking a risk really that dangerous? As business owners, I mean, we take risks every day. It was a risk to dream of working for ourselves. It was a risk to quit our corporate jobs. It was a risk to open our business. Uh, Expanding is risky. Hiring employees is risky. Offering a new promotion is risky. In business, life, fitness, just about everything is a risk. And so in this inaugural episode of the She's on Her Toes podcast, I wanted to talk about with Emily and Christina, we're going to talk about risk, whether women actively seek to avoid taking risks, and how that might have a negative impact on reaching our goals in business and in fitness. I think Business and fitness are intrinsically linked, and I think that's something that we'll probably discuss along the way as we continue to have these talks. But I guess I want to throw the first question out there. As women, I mean, do we shield ourselves from failure, and do we avoid risk to avoid failure? Like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think that... um like I, I heard Carolyn talk a couple months ago uh, just about her book and talking about her business and um, you know she talked about the definition of risk and how we associate it with something that's dangerous and bad and when I started thinking about that it's true like I personally think of risk as a negative thing and um, that's not true you know it, it doesn't necessarily it doesn't have to have the negative connotation but I think like as women and in a world where we are always worried about taking care of our family and taking care of, you know, making sure that our loved ones are, are happy and healthy, that we avoid that we avoid these risks because it might it might jeopardize some of that, you know, contentment that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that thinking of risk as a bad thing, that's a I think that's a really important point and something that maybe we need to shift our mindset a little bit towards. I know one thing, um, it's a little scary to think about taking a risk because I know I personally like to please everyone and make Mm -hmm. everyone, I want to do it right if I do something, and that has kept me from taking certain risks, I'm sure, previously. Um, And I know women, or most women, won't to please and make everyone else happy before, especially moms and whatnot, before they worry about going for something themselves. Yes. Yeah, good point. I mean, I guess like one thing I want to add to this is that, I mean, when you start doing something, when you take that chance and start something or, um, yeah, take that first step, I mean, it's really only scary on day one, right? I mean... Once you get through that first experience, taking that first class, doing something that you've never done before, I mean, the next time you show up, it's a little easier, right? So, like, just kind of that repetition, Mm -hmm. that practice. It's almost even like you, and I think that 
probably, I'm sure both men and women do this, but especially you hear about women like overthinking things. Yeah. And yes. I, I know that like when we have new clients come in to take class, they're always afterwards, 90% of the time when you talk to somebody, they say, mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. And, like, what were you thinking we were going to do? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's kind of like you, like a, you, when your mind can wander and run a little bit with um, like all the possibilities and all the things that could happen, sometimes I think we, um, we build up uh, almost like doubts in our own mind mm-hmm. and then we kind of let that run when reality might not be the same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, well, let's kind of move on to something else I've been thinking about here is, and that does, uh, does trying to be perfect, I mean, in this like social society, it's all about the perfect picture, the perfect Instagram you know, story, Instagram story, the perfect you know life, the perfect dog, the perfect oh. house. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've got the, the perfect yeah, yeah, I've got the perfect dog. So I don't know, like y'all better you just stop posting. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but does trying to be perfect keep us from being brave? I mean, if we're overly cautious, does that keep us from reaching goals? I I will say like per, personally and like. Um, you know, I'm in my early 30s, <laughs> but in, in my, in the, you know, my group, my friend circle, um, I feel like when, if we're just talking about like applying for a job or like making a career change, I feel like um, the men in our group are, they just think about it rationally. They're like, well, I'm going to take a new job and I'm going to apply for it and I'm going to go for it. And no like, yeah, I'm just, if they don't, if, if I don't get an interview, I don't get an interview. Whereas like I have a lot of female friends that also want to change careers or change jobs. And it's always like, even before they get to that point, there's a stop that's like, well, I'm not qualified. Like I don't per- have exactly what they're looking for. Whereas like the, their counterparts, their, you know, significant others might say, well, that's okay. I'm just going to apply anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. But I think we tend to think like, well, I'm not 100% what they're looking for, so I'm not going to go forward with it. And I think we see that in the studio too. Um, like, well, I've never danced before, so I can't go in there. But, right. you know, maybe you're really athletic or maybe you're not really athletic, but you have other really great qualities that would transition into the studio well. So I think that absolutely, like, women are always looking for 100% or mm-hmm. trying to do things. Like you said, you always want to do things exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That they kind of, they miss some opportunities in the in the process. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think there are a ton of things I can think about just in my life as a business owner, working in corporate America. I mean, shoot, probably just yesterday of, you know, being overly cautious, not doing something because, you know, I wasn't sure like what the end result would be. But I mean, I just like, I'd really try not to live that way because honestly, I I have this like motto from when I worked on Capitol Hill for Congressman Robin Hayes. He used to say it all the time and it used to bug me to no end because at first like I didn't really think it makes sense. But you don't get more by asking for less. And like I really that really sticks with me now pretty much every single day. Mm-hmm. Um now that I have to kind of as a business owner like really stick up for myself and you know nobody else is looking out for me like I've got to have my front and my back and so just thinking like well if I don't ask for it then it's not going to happen and I think like that's something that I don't know has really kind of changed and helped me like grow as a business owner over the last like five and a half years but 
yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, if everyone thought about that, like, what, <laughs> what would happen? Like, would people, like, be more aggressive about getting what they want or, like, even just asking for it? I mean, the like worst that can happen is out. they say no, right? And then right. Well, you don't – it's not like you are missing out because you didn't have it in the first place. So mm-hmm. you can maybe move on or, like, approach it from a different angle and then still get what you want. Like, there's a couple <laughs> ways to, like, go about every solving every problem, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's super interesting. And, like, one thing I was thinking about, like, when I was kind of preparing some of the topics to talk about today was, I mean, as teachers, like, I don't know if, like, all of our clients understand, but, like, most of us are really scared when we get up to teach, (laughs) right? I mean, because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's literally, like anything goes like you could have like the most awesome experience where you're on and your energy is high and clients energy is high and like everyone's doing what like needs to happen or you could have like something totally crazy happen like I mean I've had people like you know almost faint Mm -hmm. like because they didn't eat or drink beforehand I mean I've had people like feel sick because they were getting the stomach flu and then you're like oh my gosh, what's going on here? Like, now I've got to take care of this person. I'm not really I'll sure what's... Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure what's wrong with her. And then I've got, like, all these other people that came and are here and, like, want to work out. And, I mean, there's, like, so many things that can go wrong and do go wrong. Hopefully not every single time. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's really... Like, you don't know what's going to happen up there for the next 50 minutes. Like anything (laughs) but I mean would you not get up in front of the class and teach no I mean even if you weren't prepared like even if you weren't even really sure like what you were going to teach that day you would still get up there and do it and like fake it till you make it right I mean especially when we're teaching new things and new things all out you just sort of have to go with it and you're you're ready but once you get in there sometimes it doesn't flow as yeah as well as you would hope it uh, did other times. <laughs> so, like, yeah. one thing I was just thinking about, and this is not, like, what we had prepared to talk about, but, like, do you think that being a teacher has helped you and just kind of that, like, you know, anything is possible, like, in any situation, anytime you get up on the mic, like, has that, like, prepared you in other areas of your life, or, like, have you noticed a change in, like, how you approach, like, other things? <laughs> um, I would say that I... When, start, when I started working here and just coming to Pure Bar, I became more um, stronger, I guess, and more uh, allowed myself more vulnerability, I mm-hmm. guess, to try new things and just go for things I wouldn't normally because I was, this is silly, but empowered I, yeah. you know, from the other women at the studio and everyone that worked here. And that's what made me want to start working here when there were there was a position available um and then I never thought I would be talking on a mic in front of you know (laughs) women like teaching that or telling them hey let's work out today like I mean it's just it's awesome and I do feel more um I guess capable of going out and doing other things and I mean I took a risk as Emily did speaking (laughs) with Carolyn seeing if I could do something more um full-time here when that arose in my life (laughs) um 
And yeah, that's something I probably wouldn't have done before if I had never walked into a Pure Bar studio. Yeah, I agree. Like just going off of that, I think that I think I, I, don't, I don't think I'm risk averse. So I don't think like I, you know, I, you know, I just I applied for the job and I was like, let's do it. And I've never taught a fitness <laughs> class before. Let's go for it. Like awesome. my friends were like, you're teaching what? I was like, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. I but yeah, it'll be fine. I fake it till you make it. It's a little bit of a motto for me. But I definitely think that like my confidence has increased yes, big time because yeah. you do get up in in front of people and 30 things happen. And, and then you walk out of class and you think, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they paid for that. And then yeah. somebody says that was so awesome, like, thank you. And yeah. you just – it really boosts your, you know, your community and that. But also, like, individually, I think that I'm just a much more confident person mm-hmm. because I have these responsibilities and, you know, you're kind of in charge of a whole room of people and it's up to you to make it work or not. And um, that – I think that our clients feel that way too, even though they might not be on the mic. They do build some confidence just from coming in and, you know, we all kind of feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like kind of that transitions into the whole concept of we're always harder on ourselves than what anybody else is going to kind of recognize in like our actions and um, what we're doing. And, you know, thinking about that, like in your head, like you can think of all the mistakes that you've made, but somebody else who was literally just focusing on like the positives and like what was so awesome about the work that you just did didn't even like register that any of that happened so I guess like I kind of wanted to talk about this whole concept that is seems to kind of be like swirling around in the business world especially in like the tech industry and that's this concept of like failing forward and you know like learning from failure and kind of like taking failure and like turning it inside out into success um there's actually like a, one of my favorite poems. Um, I included it in the back of the book, and it talks about like success or failure is success turned or success is failure turned inside out. Whoops, <laughs> that would have been <laughs> not the other way around. Yeah, hopefully you don't have success <laughs> turning into failure, but I guess you could. You could, <laughs> and I probably have had that happen many times. But um, so yeah, like what is about like what is this failing forward and like how can we learn from kind of those opportunities you know it's that opportunity to learn that opportunity to get better like and just kind of like talking about that yeah it almost seems like the people that are successful are the ones that learn from failure because and keep going because I mean it's unrealistic to imagine like in any world business world like just your career your whatever you're going to you know your family you're you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have failures and Um, I think we all have a choice when that happens, and that's to either, like, break it down and see what went wrong. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe you made a terrible decision. But if you aren't aware that that's what happened, then you're going to do it again, or you're just going to give up and go a different route because it's just too hard. But if you take the time to, like, see what went wrong, and that might even mean, like, looking in on yourself or, you know, looking at your staff or making a really hard decision. Um, But if you take that step and move forward like those are the people that continue to grow and those are the stories that you hear about in the end because they took the time to keep going yeah I totally agree with that um yeah and I think like one thing that we just like don't really talk about or like nobody wants to talk about especially in our social society 
is like how the success happened. Like how, wh like what happened to get to this like quote unquote point of success? Because it seems like it is just a point, but really it's a journey. Success is a journey and it really is the result of massive failure, struggle to turn things around. I mean, I feel like every day we have like many failures, some of them like mini, some of them epic, like, and then you literally have to figure out the solution to fix them and then think to yourself, okay, like how can we not repeat this same mistake and then like start over the next day which I think is kind of like a difficult thing to do for a lot of people so many of us like just focus on like what we do wrong and like what's wrong but yeah I think just like thinking about success as like not the end of the journey but rather like the messiness that gets you there uh, and I think like that's one of the things that I'm so excited about this podcast to talk about is just that journey because everyone sees, you know, the shiny, yay, the studios, they're clean, they look great, but like, do you know what it takes to get them that way? <laughs> like, there's like a whole process and um, that's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. So super excited to kind of bring you into the messiness, if you will. <laughs> Hopefully it's interesting and you learn something from it. But I guess, like, I mean, Christina, like, do you think that, like, we would even have success without failing? I, I mean, don't think so because I know yeah. um, taking on the new role that I uh, did over the summer, I learned a lot from the two of you, and I have not – tried not to repeat things that I knew did not go the way they should have gone. <laughs> I mean, we've all and been then, there. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> totally. I um, have learned from that, and I remember those times, and I've definitely uh, tried to tell myself, it's okay, just move on, leave it, leave it there, and today's a new day, and um, just don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, like, like, and maybe this is not gender-specific, but I do feel like women a lot of times, um, and in, in my role of offering, like, feedback and Carolyn's, too, you know, I try really hard to be um, uh, rational and non-emotional. But a lot of times I think women just, they take, take failure and yeah, feedback yeah. And, and, they, and they let it become personal or mm -hmm. they let it hurt their feelings where I think sometimes uh, a male counterpart might, be, might separate those two things yeah. and just kind of say, like, okay, well, I messed up. Like, I did this incorrectly. Uh, I'm going to move on. Whereas, like, a woman might go home and think about it for five days and, you know, really beat herself up about it. And I think that, um, you know, maybe that's like, a, you know, a little bit ingrained in us, but just being able to, you know, not take things so personally and just understand that um, mistakes are important. Like without them, like you're never going to grow or get better at what you're doing. Yeah. I like personally in my own life really, I mean, I don't know if I tried to think of things for like five days or more like I who knows where we would be um probably not with two studios but you really just have to think about you know like let yourself kind of like go through the stages of like processing your mistakes or your grief or whatever you want to call it your anger towards yourself like whatever your sadness like and just use one day and then move on because you'll just literally drive yourself crazy I mean yeah go home 
pour some bourbon, <laughs> like, <laughs> pass out, wake up the next day, move on. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. can't, like, what you can't, literally cannot, um, not that I've ever done that. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you literally, like, that will just eat you away. And then, yeah. like, that totally, like, messes up your confidence. Like, everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. The, like, a lot of, you know, I, um, I, a couple of podcasts that I listen to a lot of times that are fitness based, they always talk about how people like to put um, so much time into like what they do before they make the decision to work mm-hmm. out. It's like, um, okay, well, I got to buy the right pure bar socks and I got to buy the right leggings and I got to do this. And like, maybe like this will be my perfect time. So I'll wait when in fact, all of that is just putting off your decision to just do it it's like decision fatigue yeah Yeah. you like you put so much time into I specifically they the one that I listen to is they're always talking about running like people want want the right shoes and the right watch and the right this and when really like none of that stuff matters like it doesn't matter what leggings you wear to the studio it doesn't matter what socks you bring Mm -hmm. you just walk in and you do it and then you go from there so like just building all of that up in your mind beforehand doesn't do anything but put off actually like taking the risk and going for it. I think that's an amazing point because yeah, you can literally start wearing, you know, hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hospital Hospital socks. You wouldn't be the first. I mean, and if you like it, then get get some socks. Mm -hmm. Like get a new pair of leggings. Like you can start something, decide you like it, and then if you get more into I mean people do that all the time. Yeah. 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 Feel like I'm thinking of like cyclists, right? Yeah. Like you buy like the intro bike, and then a couple months later, you're like moving up in the world and getting more expensive toys and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I really I like that idea because, yeah, if you just jump in, like there's no reason, there's no, um, there's nothing that says you can't. Yeah. Like, and you, it takes away your time to yeah. overthink it. Like I think yeah. people even do it like with. Um, like when they try to change their like lifestyle, like maybe their diet or like what they eat or whatever, mm-hmm. they they think like, okay, well I'm going to read ten books and like get all the information and then I'll make a decision. And then in the meantime, they're just going about their life. When really, yeah. like, you might not be a hundred percent correct. Like you might not like going back to that perfect. It might not be a perfect transition, but you did made a decision and you followed through with it and you took the risk and that's what's important. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, I guess let's just do one more. I think we've got time for one more question, and then we'll wrap it up here. But kind of to end on a note of kind of like helping each other out and encouragement, like what do you think that we can do to kind of help each other take more risks? Or I guess what maybe we should think about is like a calculated risk versus like a risky risk you know what I mean like calculating your risk means like you've kind of thought about like the outcomes potential outcomes if you have like multiple choices kind of prepared to like go you know a couple different ways like when you're calculated and you're risk taking like it's more thought out and uh probably like a little bit more planned so like what do you as as people in our pure bar community and the she's on her toes community i mean how can we encourage each other to you know be more brave 
Well, I think first, like the like one of our strengths um, at the studios and just like women in general is, um, you know, community and being mm-hmm. together and being supportive. Like yeah. we, we do that naturally. And so I think, um, you know, building a community, which we, we really try to do, but just continuing to bring people into that community that are um, positive mm-hmm. and empowering and um, confident and bring like that that energy into the group rather than, you know, attracting people that maybe um, don't bring that energy into the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just, we can all feed off of each other in that way because we all, we're all coming from the same place. We all know that we want everybody to succeed and people feel more like supported. Mm -hmm. I like it. <laughs> You're like, and ditto. Yeah. Same. Thing. Same. That's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, I remember this is so funny. I was in um, my Pure Bar interview, like, when I was becoming a franchisee, and there were, like, I don't know, maybe 12 of us there, and it was a group interview. So we sat around the table, and I was the first person. So she asked the same question to every single one of us. And so, like, I give my answer. And then the next person and the next person all the way around to the end of the table, it was literally, like, some version of what I just said. And I was like, this is so unfair. (laughs) It's so so hard when you, like, hear something and you're like, wait. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Like, how can I change it just slightly? Love it. Well, on that note, I guess we're done for this week. Um, Hopefully we can, you know, communicate within the group when you come to the studio, maybe say hello to somebody you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe introduce yourself to somebody. Take that risk, you know, continue to build the community. The studios really are as strong as the people and the community that, you know, take class every day. So I just want to thank all of our clients because without you, we really wouldn't be where we are. (laughs) And thank you to the rest of my team. Hopefully some of them will make some guest appearances on the podcast in the future. You can hear what they have to say about working in the studios and life in general should be exciting. But I guess to help further the community, I just want to remind everyone that we do have our Pure Bar at the Dash Stadium. So that is the BB&T Field Dash Stadium uh, minor league team here in Winston-Salem. We've got that class on May 3rd, so that's going to be super exciting. I believe Bolt the mascot will be taking (laughs) class with us, so we've got that to look forward to. And you'll want to buy your tickets in the studio in advance. They're $14.00. That does include class, admission to the game, a voucher for a beer, glass of wine, or soda. But, I mean, who's going to be drinking soda? (laughs) And then we can all hang out afterwards. And then $5 of that ticket does go to support the Forsyth County Backpack Program. So I'm not sure if y'all are aware of what the Backpack Program does. It is literally, I think, the most critical charity in Forsyth County. 
There is a huge issue of food insecurity amongst children in our school system here in Forsyth County. I'm trying to remember the exact statistic, but I believe it's one in four. So 25% of children that live in our own community do not eat between Friday when they leave school and Monday when they come back to school. And I don't know, I don't have kids, but that shocks me and it makes me feel like I need to take some action and I want to help to do whatever I can to eradicate that problem. And I just feel like that's wasted potential. If you're not eating for three days, like think about all of the brain power that you're not using, all of the athletic ability that you're not able to um, sustain and just not get to your potential. So $5 from that ticket goes to support the backpack program. And they are super efficient in their use of funds. $20 feeds one person each for a whole month. So I feel like that is amazing use of of dollars. So I love the backpack program. I wish that I could give um, enough money so that we wouldn't have this problem anymore. So I hope that you'll consider coming to the game and taking class with us. It should be super fun. So just make sure you get signed up before April 25th. And I guess that's all we've got for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I would encourage you go to the website she'sonhertoes.com if you want to learn more about the business side of what we're doing at the studios. And then, of course, if you're interested in taking class, contact Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens directly. Uh, the email addresses, uh, I'll just give you the one because we're looking at both of them all the time, winstonsalem at purebar.com. We'd be happy to get you in for a class. We do do a first week free for those of you who are local Winston-Salem residents. So be sure to uh, look into that and we'd love to get you into the studio. But until next time, we'll be back next week with another exciting topic that I think everyone's going to be excited about. And we'll see you then, or hear you then. (laughs) See ya, thanks. Encourage. It don't matter 
and others to say All things for that matter go as deep as you feel Like grace alone and together one and yet still an instant an impulse individual tone beat sound sing itself singing self singing self singing self singing itself singing singing singing